0: Welcome to another episode of the Big Question, presented by Friends of Film, a podcasting in-depth look at specific big question On this episode, we'll continue to discuss the best sci-fi fantasy films of the last decade. As always, I'm your host Cooper. This is joined by Josh Draley.
1: Hello, everybody. Hello, Cooper. Hello.
0: I hope your brackets are doing well, both film and basketball. So far, mine's uh, not great, but it's not terrible. Mm -hmm. Virginia. Came out with a miracle win Yes. Uh, last night as of this recording, and we're recording right as uh, Michigan State's about to tip off. So as long as they can beat Duke, I'll be in great position, I think, to win my work bracket. There you go. And if they lose, then I'm done. <laughs> so, so
1: sorry. But it'll be, fine. it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm anticipating Michigan State to pull it off, but
0: you just never know with Zion. Know. But then at the same time. Duke's just got their luck over the last two games. Just yeah. Incredible.
1: It is. It, they have it's been, been incredibly <laughs> lucky. They have literally won on two plays for yeah. the last
0: the last two rounds. That both of them, it's like they're inches away from losing both mm-hmm. times.
1: So, Which I think Izzo, as much as I despise him, um, will be able to pull it off. I hope so. Yeah. But um, if you're looking for previous episodes of our brackets, mm-hmm. um, you can find those on Twitter, at Friends and Film. And you can find just all of our episodes and shows and podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere your podcasts can be found. But if you can on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That will ultimately help rank us, and then we can find more friends of the show.
0: That's right. So uh, once again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are continuing our best films of uh, best sci-fi fantasy films of the last decade big question that we started two weeks ago we did a round of 64 two weeks ago and then we did a round of 32 last week this week we are doing sweet 16 and the elite eight matchups and next week we'll do final four pick a winner and also discuss any snubs that we think uh probably should have made this list to begin with uh maybe would have contended for maybe a championship shot on their own uh are we gonna at io9 on that tweet no yeah, no, we, we, don't, we don't need to throw shade.
1: We're not throwing shade. We're just concerned <laughs> about the process. I mean,
0: we weren't, we weren't consulted, so it's it's their list. They, they did what they want. We picked a winner from theirs, or we will pick a winner from theirs uh, eventually. But this week, we are getting into the nitty-gritty, some tough matchups here as we try to determine the best sci-fi fantasy film of the last decade, starting off with the number one seed, Mad Max Free Road, versus the number five seed, Black Panther. Josh?
1: Are you going to do the right thing here.
0: And what does that mean?
1: Uh, I am I'm very curious to hear the arguments here for this. Um, these are two highly successful, crazy good – well, Mad Max wasn't that highly successful.
0: It was critically. Yes. Financially, I'm not totally sure. I mean, you guys it, butt kicked it, it by did, Pitch Perfect 2 at that, the box office. That's true. It, I do remember reading that headline of Mad Max loses to Pitch Perfect 2. I was like, wow, what is happening with the world? Mm-hmm. But also, but it, but also it did enough what f- is right with the world? True, Pitch Perfect Two is really good. It's exactly. not better than Mad Max Fury Road, of course. <laughs> but I, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's. Uh, but Mad Max Fury Road did good enough to also keep those talks of a potential sequel around. So mm-hmm. it did good enough. But is it good enough to advance?
1: That's my question, and I think so in so many ways. Um, now, of course, Mad Max Fury Road is not the first installment of a. Um, franchise uh-huh. the first iteration of Mad Max himself and Furiosa but it is the high, it's high performance action on such a grand scale that we haven't seen since Paramount's Mission Impossibles and I, I really really think that's a great movie
0: so your choice is for Mad Max yes as is mine.
1: What? Yeah. Mad Max is great. Really? Yeah. This is shocking to me, actually. <laughs> I really thought we would put up a fight
0: here. No, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, yes. Black Panther is incredible. It uh, deserves all the accolades. It's received. Wait. We both love it a lot.
1: Wait. This is Mad Max versus Black Panther? Yes. Oh. I uh, did not st- st- structure my bracket correctly. <laughs> um... I thought something else would be different here. I thought we were fighting over Mad Max and
0: Avengers. No, 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 not yet. Not it's yet.
1: It's weird that we didn't even say its
0: name up until that <laughs> moment. I no, I mentioned Black Panther at the start. He just overlooked it, I guess.
1: <laughs> I was not listening. I was preparing to you fight. You were just so prepared for oh, Mad Max. Even with that change, I still stand true to that.
0: You're still surprised?
1: No, or... I'm not surprised anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually quite Sure, yeah, you are not that high on Black Panther. I mean, I I, I love
0: it as much. I am, yeah. You love it more than I do, so. uh, However, I would still stand by Mad Max Fury Road. Yes, yeah. I mean, Mad Max. Just to avoid kind of just echoing, and and we'll have to talk about it again later on. I I mean, it's just an incredible film, and uh, it's moving on to the Elite Eight, which then brings us to the number eleven Avengers versus the number two Snowpiercer, and this is the one where I, I, I don't know what to do. My heart, my heart tells me one thing, my brain tells me another uh, because Snowpiercer is that original sci-fi that uh, is so impressive, but then Avengers is also the movie that I love more. It's mm-hmm. the movie that's uh, changed Hollywood more. So it, it, this isn't most influential sci-fi fantasy film of the last decade, but I think that's certainly what Avengers would qualify as. Um, and uh, it's... It's really tough because I I know you're gonna side with Snowpiercer.
1: I really listen. There's two Chris Evans movies here, I and mean, one of them is clearly better than the other. I think in terms of story and um, ingenuity, or ingenuity if you're uh-huh. thinking in terms <laughs> of trains. Got it. Um, and that's Snowpiercer for, for me by a hair mm-hmm. because I I also. Mm-hmm know what Avengers is and appreciate it and care about it in all sorts of ways. Um, Like, listen, it is an 11 seed in this bracket. And I totally, 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 totally agree with that. Um, Because I don't know, science fiction to me is grimy, gritty and dirty in a lot of ways. And that's one of the reasons Mad Max, you know, you push Mad Max forward. Snowpiercer is all of those things mixed with like the cantina scenes in star wars and that kind of idea um played out is so cool and that's why i just i feel like when you put them up against each other Mm -hmm. terrific on their own exceptional on their own but when you put them up against each other it's very clear that one embodies sci-fi more than the other.
0: This is the so I was I did had, you look up a dictionary definition of sci-fi. No, I did not. Oh, okay. that would that would be funny to do. Um, no, I was looking up to see if Snowpiercer was a true original story.
1: I think it's based off. Of it something. is. It is
0: based off a French graphic novel uh let trends i don't know i'm not even gonna try the
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> trains dayless snow or something something, no something like that
0: uh it's probably not too far off but so because i was maybe leaning towards snowpiercer for being totally original um but either way they are still both adaptations in a sense and i don't know i this is i just i obviously just my opinion but avengers has done more had a more lasting impact uh that doesn't take anything away from snowpiercer um but uh, i don't know i don't because snowpiercer is also like you were mentioning like it's like it's gritty sci-fi that even if it is based on a graphic novel it's something we haven't it, else really seen if it
1: helps the the the, the graphic novel looks really terrible <laughs> Why well, just because it's in black and white josh kind of i mean <laughs> a little bit like, i
0: mean the, the, i mean it's not like snowpiercer has like this amazing color palette to it
1: no, It doesn't have that But in pr- terms of like production design And creating this other world uh-huh. For you on board this train I-, I think it's something that you can Kind of like I don't know it's Something you can really sink your teeth into Um, Even if everything on board that train Is made of maggots Or people What's the twist? Where it's, does it all come from?
0: its uh, It's maggots yeah yeah Grow maggots
1: or they farm them on yeah some, so
0: if it's not maggots it's like beetles or some sort of bugs mm-hmm,
1: but they turn out into the protein
0: yeah which is ugh, gross so gross yeah. so disgusting um i mean mm-hmm. i'm i would give i'm going to go with my heart and say avengers is my vote so we got a split here officially mm-hmm. and best sci-fi fantasy film of the last decade is the question at hand here to move on to the elite eight, do we
1: is is Avengers fantasy?
0: That's 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 my biggest hiccup. Is when I think of Avengers, even though if if Avengers is
1: fantasy, it's better than Snowpiercer. But, but if it's not, if it's sci-fi,
0: see the the funny thing is, uh, back in college, I wrote a paper for my four hundred level classes of that it's the superhero genre is. A myth that it that, that it's not a genre of its own. It's, oh, you're whipping out your capstone project. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, 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 thesis. but, but, oh, but, geez. but, 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 that's what I wrote and even as much as I stand by that statement, uh, there are still, it's still obviously hard especially now to not just look at super movies as a genre, as a type of movie, because mm-hmm. um, even if they do contain different uh, elements to them or structures or tones, there's a certain formula to them in some cases. Um, and even though I think Avengers does a really good job of breaking and setting a new mold for mm-hmm. superhero movies, um, for better or worse. Snowpiercer is, I think, a more traditional sci fi fantasy film, which is what we've kind of been discussing a lot throughout this bracket so far. Is anytime mm-hmm. a super movie's been brought up, it's mm-hmm. like The Winter Soldier's great, but it's like, I don't think about it as a sci-fi fantasy film, even though it's a movie about a super soldier fighting another super soldier from the 1940s <laughs> you, yeah, who's who been frozen in time. And right. it's like it's like there's clearly these elements to it. And this movie has a, a Norse god, uh, a man out of time with superpowers, a uh, alien army. Like it's got these very scientific fantasy elements to it. Uh, where Snowpiercer's sci-fi element to it is. More post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. um, than anything else, and so that's why that's why I, I'm not sure which to lean on mm-hmm. in terms of making a decision here.
1: That's a really interesting point. Um, and this is something though that I think about too, like because trying to define that movie is tough. I mean, even whether you define that movie or not, science fiction always points at to me fantasy, not so much, but. Maybe that's what falls into that mythos that you argued in your paper there. Um, But science fiction always points towards something that's true or could be true or might be about to be true or could possibly be. Or take the truth from today and posits it in a fictional world where we can see it more clearly. Mm -hmm. And I just think that what goes on in Snowpiercer... From its, you know, like, which makes total sense that it was a French graphic novel because the proletariat and the bourgeois, like, so obvious. All of those are all French terms, you know. You think of the overthrow of King Louis. Uh, Like, that's all ultra clear there. And you can see it and you can apply it to all of these places. Um, Avengers, you can, then superhero films, uh, even of themselves, you know, as a whole, you can do that. But I have trouble grasping those fantastical elements in Avengers or sci-fi. I mean, like, I do hear, you know, do you saying Cause it's like, it's almost like a mesh meld of both. Right. Um, in a lot of ways, especially the like, what would you take Captain America and Thor mm-hmm. and put them in there.
0: And with the and Loki and mm-hmm. right. everything else. Uh, so I think we're playing a game of chicken here. See which one moves first. See which one
1: moves first. Um, during these rounds, of course, as the audience listeners know, we do have permanent
0: markers We do,
1: or, or just like a karate chop of someone else's pen right. or vote, um, which can advance
0: to but, one. But, but now we didn't discuss this before we started recording, maybe we should have, but like, since there's only two matchups per section right now, we don't get one permanent marker per section anymore. Cause that's just too much. I
1: feel like we should have just two, two for the full episode for this full episode. Yeah. If it should come to such,
0: <laughs> right? And, man. I'm going to use my permanent marker. Okay,
1: fair enough. And
0: move Avengers to the Elite Eight. And uh, that'll be the end of it.
1: I think that's very fair. That's what it's going to take. Um, Even though it breaks my heart to see Snowpiercer run out of steam. uh, You know.
0: It's okay. I mean... Now we'll move on then to the bottom half of the left side uh, and I go up with the number nine seed Wonder Woman versus the number 13 seed Lego, the Lego movie. So this one, I feel like both of them have kind of been the underdogs in all their Mm matchups and so now they're coming to a head here. Um, And I think for me, the vote is Wonder Woman. Woman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even though I, I would... I think I actually like Lego Movie more than I do Wonder Woman. It kind of comes back to this discussion we've been having over and over and over mm-hmm. again of sci-fi fantasy film. What defines that? And yes, there are obviously fantasy elements to Lego Movie, but I just cons- like I don't consider it that.
1: There is Wonder Woman specifically is really the I mean what for our purposes here the iconic fantasy film in a lot of ways because it invokes these ideas of. Um, Greek gods and myths and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really why it jumps over Lego movie. I mean, like Lego movie has a weak premise, but it's just so endearing and charming that it's hard to like, you know, just say no to,
0: right. In a lot of
1: ways. Um, and the, which is why it has gotten where it's gotten, especially past Star Trek. Um, and it's very first round. So that's why I would, um,
0: you know, say, sorry. Buddy. Sorry. Sorry to Lego everything. Movie. Sorry. Awesome. Yeah. But, uh, it's okay. I mean, you made it into the sweet 16, which I think for a lot of people probably would not have happened. So, uh, congrats to Lego movie. You had a great effort, but you are beaten by one woman. And now we move on to the number three seed X Machina versus the number seven district nine. <sighs> this is, this is the, the other mm-hmm. tough matchup.
1: This is insanely tough. This is insanely tough. Um, but I like Ex Machina here.
0: That's what you, you give your vote to? I
1: think that's what I give my vote to. It, and although it's not as clear, uh, of, clearly defined of a film as District 9 is, mm-hmm. in terms of what it's going for, what it's showing us, what it's telling us, um, I think that ambiguity allows you to project and extrapolate a lot out of the movie. In so many ways, especially with um, the robot story, whose name I've forgotten, Ava.
0: Yeah, um, what's well, the Eve? say it like, Eve, no. Yeah,
1: a- Ava's story, um, especially around Don Wilson's character, Oscar Isaac, and all of these things. There's a lot at work here about creation, intelligence, um, and then, but then also some of these like rudim- rudimentary, like terms that we just throw around like turing test Mm -hmm. and um things like that but then it also dives into i think some like male power things and patriarchy and like ideas like that and selfishness that you don't have in district nine district nine is very much just an allegory for one or two things Mm -hmm. and i think ex machina is a little more powerful that way
0: yeah, it's tough because it's almost. It's, I mean, they're they're from the same decade, obviously, but it almost feels like two, like totally different, like eras of sci-fi. Like District Nine, like you mentioned, is very specific about it's one thing. It's a character. It's a it's a it's a monster movie to a certain extent, an alien invasion movie, uh, body movie, horror. Uh, yeah, body movie. horror about you know finding humanity, and it's about immigration and all like all these other, uh, these elements that are playing with it. And then there's Ex Machina, which you ran through everything that it, it can. Kind of stand for um, in its own, and I think I I would agree with you and give my slight edge to Ex Machina, mm-hmm. uh, even though I love District Nine so much. It's just it's it's a toss. It's like choosing between the, you know two of my favorite movies of the last decade, basically.
1: Yeah, especially just like the most potent genre movies as well. Yeah, which, which you know just cause people to lose their
0: minds mm-hmm. over. So Ex Machina is moving on to the Elite Eight, brings us to the top right side of the bracket here, and we get the number one seed Arrival versus the number 13 seed Avatar, and I think Arrival just continues after getting past Annihilation, it's kind of dominance Mm -hmm. uh, of pretty easy decisions, yes?
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely, Uh, I could tell you why I love Arrival for eons and eons, Um, but Moving on, but you don't
0: need, you don't want to, you don't need to.
1: Uh, we'll come you'll back save around. you will save it for later, obviously. Yeah, closing arguments. I'm sure it'll keep busting <laughs> down doors.
0: So then we get uh, into two, uh, I think, very interesting, uh, sci-fi films here with the number three seed Inception versus number two seed Get Out, two of the favorites of this bracket, two of the higher seeds, mm-hmm. and after coming to a head, there was no upsets along the way, and I think I would give the edge. To Inception
1: Yeah that's where I lean to And since there's no one here to make the argument For Get Out (laughs) um, (laughs) I'll at least least Kind of Do it a little bit here Um, I think you run out of steam in the fantasy and sci-fi worlds um, When you bump up against Something high concept like Inception Um, Yeah it's a little bit Convoluted but it's everything that You know you want in a movie A mysterious device that throws you into a dream world. Um, But then there's just also trippy effects and um, it just plays with technology in ways Mm -hmm. that Get Out doesn't do as much.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Get Out's great, but Inception, it's it's Nolan's... I mean, it may not be his best movie because that's a tough (laughs) (laughs) uh, call to make anyways. But, I mean, Inception is just so good. Great performances. We've talked about it enough already, and now we'll talk about it again later on in this episode. Uh, Let's move on to Winter Soldier, the number nine seed versus number five seed, Cabin in the Woods. Josh strong feelings either way
1: yeah, i do i do think cabin in the woods has to go
0: forward really
1: yeah i do I like i love winter soldier to death i think it's the most high it's one of the most high concept um marvel movies with something really e- explicit at its core mm-hmm. um but it's it's not doesn't really do it for me in terms of um, sci-fi, fantasy, like in those kind of ways, it's really more of a political thriller than anything else. Yeah, and that's how I view that movie. But when I think about Cabin in the Woods, um, which I've said two times now during this tournament, I think of something that sort of just is a is a layer over an entire worldview, an entire like reality that we have, mm-hmm. and that is so cool um, that I would push it this far and push it forward if at least one more time
0: yeah i mean yeah i mean that makes that makes sense i like your argument for it um the winter soldier isn't
1: minority report
0: right that's yeah. my problem that that, that 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 that's fair i mean when you put it that way i uh, i mean yes i would i much prefer winter soldier to Captain the woods you know cabin woods is a great film on its own merits um I'm not going to fight you, uh, and we can advance Cabin Woods. Okay, sweet. So then we get into the final matchup of the Sweet 16 and have the number six seed, The Martian, versus the number two seed, Cabin, er, <laughs> Cabin Woods. Cabin Woods is back. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Josh? This is something I
1: don't know. I love Spider-Verse to death. I think it's the only movie that has dealt with multiple realities in a way that is makes sense in any kind of way, mm-hmm. um, and it's very clear. But how can you say no to what is probably Ridley Scott's most widely praised and crowd pleasing movie, *In the Martian*?
0: I would say. I mean, uh well, eh, I mean, at least in the last, you know, decade or so. Yeah, of course.
1: Because um,
0: you go back to *Alien*, and *Gladiator*. Yeah, yeah. kind of.
1: There's really only like three movies that would be like.
0: I mean, I'm sure there's other ones we're not thinking of that people revere.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. But um, he, he 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 makes good things. Yeah. It's just there's like three great things. Uh huh. And I think The Martian is one of those three great things. Um, I really do. And that's why.
0: Uh, yeah, I do It's it, it's it's a really tough call because The Martian's sci-fi element is obviously it being in space and Mm -hmm. you know uh matt Damon learned to survive on mars or whatever planet he's on um and but spider-verse like you mentioned deals with multiple realities and it does it so seamlessly and it deals with superheroes and it deals with um interdimensional travel and like so many like sci-fi concepts that easily could have gone so terribly wrong Mm -hmm. but it doesn't and they make it work without feeling the need to over-explain it in any ways. It just kind of happens, and you're like, "Okay, I believe it. It works. Okay." Um, and maybe that's the benefit of animation, where and like the tone that, that movie takes. It's not like, "All right, this is our plot, and now we're going to explain to you how interdimensional alternate realities work." Like it doesn't. It's just like yeah. it happens, and this is the world we're living in. We're like, "All right, I'm along for this ride now." Whereas Martians, you know biggest thing is like we're going to have to explain to you and show you that Matt Damon's character is smart enough to actually survive on Mars for several weeks Mm -hmm. on his own and make that that compelling and I think that's a testament to the movie that does that and even though I was going to say Spider-Verse I think before this episode started just kind of the way that our conversations have gone so far and what you said before about The Martian I would also probably vote that The Martian was on.
1: Oh, interesting. Because now I'm kind of thinking about Spider-Verse in a little <laughs> bit of a renewed way. And maybe that's recency bias, because mm-hmm. I've not seen The Martian in a while. But, in ter- like, yeah, it's it's really interesting, because what do you... Spider-Verse is a better film, better movie than them. Yes. For sure. And because it deals with a collider, just as it's heart and soul, like... Would you? I I kind of think on that end. So after you convinced me to go with Martian, I would. I, yeah, I kind of leaning back, back on Spider Verse. I
0: mean, there, I mean, I'm cool either way. I there don't. Is I don't reason have... It is a two seed. Yeah. And I know what I would watch more on repeat. I have seen the Martian more than I've seen Spider Verse. Have you only
1: seen Spider Verse once? I
0: have. That's nuts. I know. I I mean, I own it now, but I still have yet to like find the time to actually rewatch four it four times over four here, four times.
1: Man. And I objectively don't like Superhero. I'm not like <laughs> like I'm not high on them. They're right. not
0: my go-to. But this one is. This one's got but you. But this one is. And I mean, so we're so, going back to Spider Verse.
1: Yeah, I think we're going. But can we go back yeah, to Spider Verse? Yeah, we, we can go. back to Spider Verse. I mean, the only film. I mean, it's the only movie that we should ever advance with. Um, you know, I mean, with the soundtrack on it too. I mean, come on. There's no way we can't.
0: All right, that's a good point. That soundtrack is great. So that is our Sweet 16 matchup. Mad Max, Avengers, Wonder Woman, X Machina, Arrival, Inception, Cabin in the Woods, and Spider-Verse all advance, which brings us to the Elite Eight. We go right back to the top. Mad Max versus the Avengers. A spot for the Final Four is on the line. Josh? I'm. It's very s- obvious what I'm going yeah, to say. Obviously, yeah, you're on Mad Max.
1: And... I I made my argument at the beginning of this anticipating this maybe I just jumped the, like I jumped, jumped the gun a yeah. little bit there. Um these are two movies that you have been, you know, kind of defending the entire way through. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even with pushback from me especially particularly on Avengers. I think I tried to to knock it down uh <laughs> several times. Several <laughs> times you're in the beginning.
0: I mean, the only one I think you agreed on was it advancing over moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Correct. Yes. <laughs> And then we started bumping up with um,
0: everything. And else. then of all the other two advances, I had to use my permanent marker to advance. Right, the Force Awakens, I was okay with. It didn't go against Force Awakens. It went Snowpiercer did. Oh, that's right. So
1: I don't remember the bracket honestly.
0: <laughs> so we're at Mad Max versus Avengers. I don't want to permanent marker Avengers in for a third time. That feels uh, unnecessary for me
1: it feels unnecessary to you because you realize that Mad Max is something special
0: It's or because you just don't want to look like you're, you're
1: railroaded. Well, it's, it's
0: like, I feel like I've made my argument for Avengers enough at this point where like, if I can't, if I haven't convinced you at this point, like I don't want to just advance to the final four where then
1: are you then on the edge here? To or just, do, are you very, is this, is this, is this hard for you?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Mad Max is a great film, uh great action. Um, it's the only movie I've seen like two or three times. And I mean, I've seen Avengers a dozen at well, least. It's two hours and 30 minutes. Right. I mean. um, but it's it's tough. I mean, yeah, I love the Avengers so much. And
1: scale of one to ten. Where's Avengers? Where's Mad Max? Uh,
0: Avengers is a 10, Mad Max is a nine.
1: Oh, okay. That's interesting then. So you probably just push Avengers forward.
0: So, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, my heart says Avengers, but. You're gonna go with Mad Max.
1: Yeah, I am I am gonna go with Mad Max. Um but like my <laughs> so something and, of, so
0: so where would it be for you, the two of them? Mad Max on scale one to ten and Avengers?
1: Mad Max is a ten, Avengers is like a seven or a seven and a half. Okay. And but, the, but my concern is thinking ahead of to the tournament, scheming for other you know things like this. Is where does the Avengers train stop? If not at Mad Max, well, that, Fury yeah, Road? Yeah,
0: that's kind of that's what I'm saying. Because like if, if I you if, can, if I used my permanent marker to advance it here, it would have to take on either Warmer Wonder Woman or in Machina the next round, mm-hmm. and I feel like you'd advance both those swims over Avengers and so i'd be like well, no but i want to advance avengers But well, i'm not going to just continue to use my permanent marker every single episode because that's just annoying and as much as i love the movie mm-hmm. i'm willing to uh push that aside to be like i understand that it's not the favorite it made it to the lead eight it went far it had its, it had its run um but losing the 11 seed making it to the Elite Eight, and losing to the number one seed that's a that's a nice cinderella story i guess
1: Okay, so you're gonna make me put mine down in permanent marker, yes? Mad Max
0: I am. Then. I'm gonna make you use mine. All
1: right, I will do it. I I have no shame there. Okay. Um, I, I can go for days on Mad Max, um, but really, I mean, it's George's it's George's swan song, I guess, at this present moment. So, unless he's done something, I haven't.
0: He's doing that. Uh, uh, what is it? Um. That, like, 3,000 years of longing movie with Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton, oh, supposedly. That's, that's, that's happening. right, until he shoots it. <laughs> we haven't heard anything about it since then. Uh, <laughs> until he shoots it. But that that's supposedly what's next up for him. So we'll have to see. I, don't, I still don't think that has any, uh, like, it doesn't have a production company behind it or anything. So it's just kind of floating out there right now to see if it happens or not. So Mad Max advances to the Final Four, our first spot taken up which then brings us to Wonder Woman verse X Machina and my vote's for X Machina. My vote is for X Machina too. All right. Um I mean we yeah, we've said in plenty about it before and now next week we'll have to figure out if it can move past Mad Max.
1: Yeah, we'll have to have go we we'll have to go with closing arguments next time around. Yeah,
0: will be uh it'll be tough. Uh and then go over to the top right Arrival versus Inception. Josh.
1: This I I'm just gonna go ahead and put Arrival down with a permanent marker. Okay. My last one okay. for this episode, um, because I, th- for all the reasons I've said before, and I'll just restate them really quickly again, Arrival is big and small simultaneously, with a core the weird time travel sci-fi element at its center that moves the plot along. That's that may stumble upon the. Think about that one more time, ideas. But then, that's not what you're supposed to do here. It's, it really is a movie that's felt, not thought about. Um, Inception, you can think about it endlessly, but that's like part of its fun. But you don't feel anything there. It's Nolan retreading over a few of his tropes that are at the heart of it. The ice box, particularly. Arrival doesn't have any of that. Okay. And that's why it's so
0: sweet. So then and it's Amy Adams yeah she's good not great let's move on then to (laughs) i guess we're gonna move on (laughs)
1: this is like why would you do that to her
0: she's she's really good in the movie yes and she she did she did she get an oscar nomination i don't remember
1: no she didn't get an oscar nomination for that
0: and yeah i mean that's fine i know but why would you just say i don't i don't know you're terrible i am i I feel i feel bad about it i'm sorry amy if you're listening you're really good in rival Jeremy Renner's in that movie, too. He is. Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. It's got a really good cast. Danny
1: Villeneuve. Yeah, he's great. Brian Young, cinematographer. Uh-huh. Johan Johansson's last score, I think, I believe.
0: No. He did something else.
1: In between this and Blade Runner? I don't have to
0: take that out. I don't know. I definitely... Yeah, because he did something else. Because it was like... I think, I think it was like a really small movie, though. That it was just like, oh, this is randomly... His last score that he's doing, but it wasn't a rival. I don't believe so. Well,
1: I'm going to have to take a look at that next movie.
0: All right. Well, uh, that brings us then to Cabin in the Woods versus Spider Man into the Spider Verse for our final final four slots. Josh, after you brought Spider Verse back to advance it,
1: I knew I loved Mandy for a reason.
0: That was his last one?
1: That's one of his last ones. Yeah. Oh, um, there you go. Gosh. Terrific. Uh, you know, this is. I, I feel like Spider Verse moves forward on that.
0: Yeah, I think so too.
1: I, Cabin in the Woods, like, is it, it's quirky, and I think that's what has you know been thinking about me pushing it forward. And like I said um, last time around, it just takes a some dumb idea and be like, what if like donor level, uh, you know, high concept thinking mm-hmm. here, um, and that's why it's there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's this- not as entertaining as Spider Verse. I mean, yeah,
0: there's a lot of great sci-fi fantasy elements to all the monsters that the organization has at the end to the fact that there's a doomsday coming <laughs> to destroy humanity. I mean there's a lot of these elements, you know, buried into Cabin in the Woods once you get past the you know, the fact that you think it's like a, a horror movie at a trapped house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like people just dying left and right. Um and yeah, Spider Verse, great movie, has those elements. So I think Spider Verse advances and yeah. uh definitely I gotta say little surprise that spy like out of all super movies that like actually just this bottom right side of the bracket just like surprised me. I don't know. I didn't anticipate Spider-Verse getting out on top. Really? Yeah.
1: Well I'm trying to think it I mean, obviously like we, we we let Attack the Block go down and I really think that would be the only film on here that it really gives it a run for its money? It gives it a run for its money in terms of um both sci-fi quality entertainment
0: i mean the martian was pretty close we Uh, yeah we were both on the side of martian then we had a last second change of heart
1: as well yeah
0: spider verse to advance and and if martian was in there against Captain the woods i think martian would have also advanced to the final four
1: that's a good point so and have we any knowledge of anime sci-fi yeah Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe your name only lovers left alive maybe those could have got in there possibly Of course,
1: if a Kikira was in here, of course, sail right through. I
0: haven't seen it. It's good. I've seen the Ghost in the Shell anime movie. Oh, there you go. That was solid. A lot like the live action version.
1: (laughs) This is like that, only with like, oh, like, you know, OG animation. Very first iconic Mm -hmm. origin stuff.
0: Well, that's it. I have no idea how to talk about (laughs) it. I don't either. I don't watch enough of it, Um, but that's it. That is our elite eight matchups. And our final four heading into next week is Mad Max versus ex Machina and Arrival versus spider verse. Uh, I'm going to hopefully somehow try to fit in a rewatch of all four of these movies. I will do a rewatch of all four of these films
1: um,
0: and get closing arguments ready. uh, Get my, (laughs) get everything ready. I need to make my picks, Mm -hmm. make my arguments. And uh, we will see who comes out on top next week. Uh, Again, if, if you guys are finding your own brackets, send it to us on Twitter. Give us your thoughts on the bracket we are filling out so far. And, uh, just make sure to keep engaging with us online. Um, because that's all i have for this episode this edition of the big question uh you guys can check out the full bracket if you want on io9 and fill out your own that way as well but in the meantime be sure to tell us your thoughts i think covered by tweet us at friends of film and you can follow me personally on twitter at movie cooper and you can get at me josh it's just joshua ryan and if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe share retweet and more plus head over to itunes and a five star view with comments telling us why you enjoy listening to the show Thanks again for tuning in to the Podcast. Josh. Thanks for stopping in, everyone. And be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.